The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Hello, my, this is Galen McDowell, and I am your host. I am the Senior Assistant Minister and Executive Minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder and the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister. Um, this has been a year of transformation for me. I've been going around for the last several months just connecting with people, listening to people, going to seminars, and finding what I need to take my life to the next level. And in the midst of the journey, I ran across someone who I absolutely knew I needed to introduce to my audience. Uh, his name is Mark Music. How are you doing there, Mark? I'm doing awesome. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate it very, very much. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. So, uh, Mark, uh, before we get into some questions, could you give the people a little bit of information, a little background, so they can get familiar with you and your work? Well, I've been an entertainer since 1991. And... I've been doing shows all over the world. I've done uh, probably over 10,000 shows. I mean, it's been a lot of shows. (laughs) Over the last 10 years, I've been doing a lot of events, seminars, transformational work, helping people get through their blocks. So many times people have these desires and they have fear and procrastination. I help people make even more financial gain as well as breaking through any kind of uh, beliefs or things that have held them up in life in general. Sometimes it's not just financial, it's emotional. And they hang on to the past things that have happened and they they let it hold them back instead of empower them. So I show them how using the conscious mind and the subconscious mind that we all have programs on there and we just run these programs and we're trying to figure out how can we do things in life that we don't want to do. We get results we know we don't want. We do that repeated pattern. And we focus on things we don't want to focus on. So I help people break through that and empower them. Oh, that's beautiful. So they that's become beautiful. even more successful in their life and fulfilled, you know? Yes, yes. So in in the midst of talking about this conscious and subconscious mind, and I was exceptionally impressed with your conscious and subconscious mind presentation when I saw it. Um, <laughs> how does the conscious mind work, and how does the subconscious mind work? 
Think of it, the easiest description uh, is think of a computer. And your computer is, uh, you know, you can work on your computer and that's your conscious mind. You're able to put information in, you get excited when, you know, you want to Google different information, get different knowledge. But it's possible sometimes when you even open up an email or a Google or a website that you pick up a little virus and don't even know it. That's on your hard drive. Think of your subconscious mind as the hard drive. The challenge is is the subconscious mind reacts faster than the conscious mind. That's why when people get scared, they jump first and then they think, well, what scared me? Because we react all the time. And our subconscious mind is the moments before our conscious mind can analyze and figure out what just happened. And what happens is in life, we have certain patterns and behaviors on our subconscious mind and we get those based on our childhood experiences and what things meant to us. So each mind is unique in itself. You know, what means, what something means to me would mean something totally different than to you or even to my own brothers and sister. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different meaning. It's based on the meaning we give things. And that creates our patterns and behaviors. And that's where we get our values, morals, and standards from is our belief systems and, and how we, we are taught and raised and learn and, and even just get information by ourselves. So the conscious mind analyzes the part that says, what What do I want to do today? I think I want to get up and I think I'm going to have a cup of coffee and, and just go, go to the gym and work out and, and just take care of myself today and maybe go out and golf. And the subconscious mind takes everything literally. It processes the information and it gets you to automatic respond. You know, okay, well, if you're going to drive down a car, you already know how to drive. You don't consciously think about it. You're subconsciously automatically. You think different thoughts, and you're still in automatic. Subconscious mind allows us to breathe, allows us to, you know, dream and all that. So that's that's the, the niche of it. It's not – when people hear that I'm a hypnotist, the, the illusion uh, and the misconception of hypnotist and hypnosis is that we lose control, that you have no idea what you're doing. Someone's going to – take control and wave this watch in front of you and you're going to give up your free will. It's completely opposite of that. Your subconscious mind is the part that empowers you to get you to automatically respond and do things that you want to do, that you're able to do. And, and that's, that's the power part of that. You just want to get, make sure you program the certain programs in your subconscious mind. So you get the results you automatically respond to. And sometimes we have some, some programs we need to reprogram, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when 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 I saw you at the presentation, one of the things that impressed me specifically, um, I, I was impressed by all of it, but very specifically was yours, you, you were saying that you can program your mind for success and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little bit more sure. about conditioning the mind for success and prosperity? Mm-hmm. Well, well, who does not want to be more successful financially? Because with that, you know, consciously speaking, how many people can we help? Don't think of it from a selfish and greedy point. Well, if I had more money, I'd drive a, a nicer car, a bigger house, and I'd buy a jet and I'd fly. Those are self-centered reasons. But think of it like this. Why would somebody sabotage themselves when they want to be financially successful? Is it because they choose to? They go out there and try to learn and earn more money because they choose to? Now, what happens is sometimes we have a program of what financial success means based on our previous experiences. 
if we could have heard something down the line where we, you know, we heard, hey, you know, money is the root of all evil. And so what happens? It's not that, but they take it literally. But you think about how many homeless people we can help by having more, more money, how many charities we can give to, how many veterans we could help. So with that, there's a program on your mind that sabotages you every time you try to get ahead. Because, oh, my gosh, if I get ahead, you know what's going to happen? People are going to think that, you know, I'm better than them. And so what happens is our mind creates these illusions that the more success I have, either I don't deserve it because everything we have in life is based on what you feel you deserve. Either you don't deserve it or it's going to mean that we're going to lose friendships and people will judge us and won't be loved and accepted. And so even though consciously we want to be more successful, we go out there, we, we invest in different programs and our time and our energy, and we head down the path and we're motivated, some, some people will have a program that they just feel like they can't get through that wall, like there's something holding them back. And so they invite fear and procrastination into their lives, not consciously, subconsciously. But remember, your subconscious will automatically respond. And that's why people that invest in programs and things, college, whatever that program is, they don't always follow through. And think about how many people we know in this world that have invested in something and not follow through. Well, why don't they follow through? Why would they spend money, invest, and all that? It's because what certain things mean to them. So if we can change what it means... If I can get in there and I say, you know what, the reason I want to become more financially successful is I wonder how many people I can serve. I wonder how many people I can really help. I wonder what that would be like. And you focus on that. Now you're not focused on what you're not getting. You're focused on how you can give and contribute. And one of the greatest things we can do is to contribute and give of ourselves our time, our money, our value, our, our, you know, our heart, things of that nature. And so it comes from a different place. You have a new program on your subconscious mind that says, what, as soon as I make this much more money, I'm going to empower this particular thing. And now your brain goes, oh, you mean it's not about me being, you know, losing my friends and don't deserve it and the money's root of all evil? You mean I can actually help people with this? Even though we consciously know that subconsciously it creates a new pattern that goes boom, then you then you start attracting more financial money into your life because you're open to it now. It has a new meaning, a new identity to your your brain itself. Instead of saying, "Well, I don't want to disappoint anybody. I don't want it to be the root of all evil." Now it's the it's the the root of of contribution. That's a whole new meaning. Yes, yes, and I love the root of contribution. That is beautiful so it looks like mark before i even uh, opened the the lines for callers i actually have callers in so callers if you want to call in you can call in at 816-251-3555 816-251-3555 i have sherry on the line uh sherry are you there morning. hi hi sherry how you doing how are you doing i'm wonderful i'm wonderful good morning uh my question is how important is it to know what the counter program is that's running versus just doing the work to shift it? Like, do I need to know what is the subconscious pattern 
that's keeping the wealth away? Or is yeah. it just important to just make a decision that wealth for me is about contribution and then move forward? Well, at times, you, Sherry, you may not even know what that is. You you may have been a, a, a child and a babysitter comes by and says, you know, the the root of all evil is money. And maybe you forgot about it. And, and it was buried in your subconscious mind. So you don't want to go and, and go, oh, my gosh, where is it at? What if I can't find it? I can't create money then. If I can't find it, I can't find You know, it's like, oh, well, how am I going to create wealth? You can interrupt the pattern of your mind, of your subconscious mind, by your desires and your, your, your meanings of what things mean to you. Now, if you obviously, if you're constantly aware, you know, oh, yeah, my parents told me that I should get up and never, you know, try to take risk and all that, then you are well aware of that. But taking risk versus programming your subconscious mind to, to start making even more money, creating even more success than you already have. So, yes, your focus isn't on what you're going to receive. Your focus is how am I going to contribute once I have this, this financial? And what do I need to do differently? How many people? Here's the easiest way to do it. Find out what you're doing in your daily life, your daily activities. In order for you to be, create more success, there has to be a change. There has to be an interruption in the pattern of what you do every day and your thoughts. So what does that pattern look like? Well, what do I have to do every day in order to make it? What if you didn't say what I have to do, but how many people do I have to serve and can I serve? And how many people or who would I have to con contact in order for me to increase my productivity to be more, not so much busy, but more productive. And and then get clear. The problem is, is people have general goals. Well, I just want to be more successful. If I have a million dollars, I can be more successful. Well, if I if I want to go from New York to California, and I don't have a map to get there, and I don't have a, a, a way, like I need to stop and get gas, and need to stop here, then your brain is going to go, which freeway do I take? If you don't know, if you've never been down there, it's a guesswork. You could continue to drive all over the country, you'll be really busy. You may even go super fast, but you'll never get to your destination the way you want to. You might get lucky and, and wind up there, but you'll never get there because there's no map there. So map out exactly what you want, and then, sure, why do you want it? Because just having no reasons of why you want it, and be really honest with yourself. Why do you want to have more financial abundance? even more than you have now, because, oh, this is what it's going to enable me to do, and I'll be able to help these people, and I'll be able to serve this way, and it's an honor. It's not a root of all evil. It's the gateway to contribution, because if I get these people off the streets or help a homeless or help somebody, an elderly person, then I'm going to be rewarded, and you know what? You think about just from the natural laws of our maker, you know, it's it's in, in us to contribute, to give back. That's how we grow. So versus, you know, oh, oh what am I going to do when I get all this money? You already have a map and a new identity of what financial abundance means to you. So that's what it is. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to know exactly what it was. If you just have the idea of the, the road you want to go down instead of the road you've come from, you'll be able to look forward and move forward. Is it helpful if you know, hey, you know, when I – grew up, my parents told me this, or, or somebody said this. Okay, you could be aware of that, but you don't have to focus on that. Okay. 
her call dropped, but she can hear you. She's she was she's she's calling back. But that was a great answer, okay. uh, you know, Mark, because okay. I think that you know focusing on your why is so important because one of the things that you were talking about, and this was my interpretation, that maybe not your terms, but the what's your leverage for your beliefs to create these new beliefs, right. and that why makes a difference because. You know, you know, I'm a big believer that beliefs are just what you accept is true. That doesn't mean they are true. That's right. It just means it's what you accept is true. And that's a part of the process that we always have to work on because I don't even know why I believe what I believe most of the time until I stop and ask myself, why do I believe it? You know, why, do, why have I accepted this belief of limitation? It makes no sense. And, and, you know, I loved your answer because sometimes you won't know. It happened at a stage of life that was so early that you can't catch it. Uh, so it looks mm -hmm. like, uh, Mark, we have another caller. Uh, Crystal's online. I'm going to bring her on. Uh, Crystal, hey there. Are you there? I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Do you... I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Do you have a question for Mark? I do have a question for you, Mark. I would like to know, with hypnot being hypnotized, can you be hypnotized that will cure you from a situation, for example, a nervousness? Um, for example, if somebody picks at their head or uh, does nervous gestures, is there mm -hmm. a way for the hypnotist to help a person? Absolutely. That's very simple. Yes, abso absolutely. No question about that. Because what it is, it's a reaction to an emotion that's triggering something. You pick out a habit or you say someone who pulls their hair or grinds their teeth, they're doing it because they're not consciously aware of it. They've just done it so long that they've conditioned their body and their mind to do that. Well, if you conditioned it to do that, can you condition it not to do it? Are you in charge of your mind or is something else? And you're in charge of it. You're in charge of what things mean to you. If you can accept the condition to start a behavior, you can accept the condition to create the behavior and create a new one. So absolutely, we help people all the time. It's interesting that, uh, Crystal, that you, you mentioned that. Uh, I have a friend that uh, has Parkinson's, and my mom as well just received it, and another friend in, in San Diego. And they have tremors where they shake. And this is what blew my mind. You talk about the power of your mind, Crystal. You're capable of doing anything that you choose to do. Nobody can control you unless you give them that power. Even your own behaviors and actions. Just a matter of understanding how powerful your mind is. So I I'm remember some, I was doing I'm having some show. issue, Mark, with, uh, with Crystal's call. Everything okay? Sound? I'm, I'm good. Okay. I apologize. Okay, go ahead, Mark. I apologize. Go there ahead, you And I remember that this particular young lady... Uh, was on my show, and the entire time she was under, quote, unquote, the state of hypnosis, she never had a tremor, never had a tremor. And I remember at the end that the uh, security coming back to me go, you have to talk to this couple, you have to talk to them. I go, what's the matter? Is everything good? Well, yes. And, and they came up to me, and they were crying. I go, what's the matter? She goes, she says, in all the years I've had Parkinson's, and her husband said, she, I watched her. She said, I have these tremors where I shake all the time. I never shook when I was under hypnosis. And the reason why, I don't understand it. I'm not a doctor. I don't understand it. But I know one thing. The power of your mind, when you tap into that brain, you are, you are able to condition anything that your brain will accept. 
So it blew my mind so much that we're actually looking to create different audio programs to help people maybe with, you know, maybe getting, you know, slowing down on the tremors. Because when you think about somebody that sleeps at night, yeah. uh, somebody that sleeps at night, they don't smoke, do they? They don't, they don't sleep and smoke at the same time. They don't overeat. They right. don't, you know, even at times they don't have tremors. Well, they're not going to pick. So these are conditions that our, our conscious mind has accepted and they, it awakens the subconscious to put that pattern in there. Go, hey, oh, I saw I saw a red light. I must pick. Up, oh, I heard the song. I must do. Up, oh, it must be time. And so we create these patterns and behaviors. And so you can absolutely get rid of them. It's very very simple. I would right. highly recommend so- you you look at a hypnotist. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you right. very much. No problems with you. Thanks, Crystal. Thank you, Crystal, Crystal, for the call. Uh, Mark, we have another caller in. Um, We have Stan calling in. Stan, are you there? Yes, sir. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are you doing, Stan? Stan? I'm doing good. Um, I have two questions. The the first one is you have something called these self-hypnosis programs. So I'm assuming that means that you listen to the um you listen to the files or the tapes and then you are able to do something to cause yourself to be hypnotized uh for example uh you have this you can help me become a straight a student or become a better speaker how, how exactly would that work well let, let me explain what hypnosis is just so that you understand it i do 3 day events where i empower people and by, you know, we, we start Friday night and, you know, I show, you know, do about four hours. Then we start the next day. The first thing I do is I teach people how to hypnotize other people. Here's the reason why. Nobody, you know, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Nobody can hypnotize somebody unless they are given permission to, all right, in, in a sense of that. All hypnosis is self-hypnosis. We can either choose to accept a suggestion or choose not to accept a suggestion based on what our desires are. Now, we will never do anything against our values, morals, or standards. Now, saying that, that doesn't mean that people can't alter your beliefs of what your values and moral standards are. And you think about certain, uh, let's just go back to kamikaze pilots. Why would anybody do that? Because they were conditioned to believe that it's, it's going to a better place by doing that. Okay, so that's a negative condition that somebody accepts against my values and standards and morals. I could never do that, you know. So all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. The way it works is the audio programs are actually designed to bore you to go to sleep. The reason why is I don't want you to mentally be thinking about, you know, is it going to work, is it not going to work. You're always aware of what's being said because I always say that. You're always aware if the phone rings or anybody, you'll immediately wake up because our most powerful time we have is our subconscious mind. Have you ever had a dream where you wake up and you have all these great ideas and you, you, you said, I'll remember these in the morning and you went back to sleep and you forgot them? Mm-hmm. It's right. What if what? And that's your subconscious mind working. It's the most powerful part of your mind. I have learned to condition myself when I wake up or I have an idea. That idea is there to serve not just me, but the greater good of, of everybody. So I keep a pen and pad by my desk, by my, my nightstand. So when I get an idea, it's there for a reason for me and I should be writing down. So I write it down. So I, I remember to remember it. 
and I don't want to let my conscious mind try to figure it out because there's so many thoughts going through your conscious mind. But our subconscious mind, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Think about this, meditation, uh, daydreaming. These are uh, yoga. It's all a slight form of, of hypnosis. The difference is, just so you know, the difference is, is with self-hypnosis is you're getting a direct suggestion to your subconscious mind either from yourself or from somebody like myself where I'm giving you the right words to say because I understand saying the wrong words slows the process down. Knowing how your brain processes words, it will speed the results up faster or slow it down if it's done not to the best of your ability. Give an example of that. Somebody that wants to lose weight. Man, I just want to lose weight. I got I to gotta go on a diet, man. I have a desire to, to lose weight. What's happening is your brain is saying, lose weight? I got to go on a diet? Wait a second. Haven't I done this before? But if you learn how to use the proper language, asking the right question, which I've done for so long that I understand how to properly word it. I never tell anybody that they're overweight. I don't believe a single person out in the world is ever overweight. Not one. I have a belief that they have excess weight that doesn't belong to them, that they borrowed it for whatever reason. And if you have excess weight that you don't own because you're not taking ownership of it and you borrowed it, what would happen if you gave it back, if you didn't own it? Now your brain goes, oh, my gosh, I don't own this weight. I don't have to claim it. And if I borrowed it, I don't own it. So then what happens is how can I get down to my ideal weight, enjoy the process, and also influence others? Now your brain goes, oh, my goodness. And what happens with that, you find a program that allows you to take off one to two pounds that you don't own per week permanently instead of going on these diets that aren't healthy for you. You think about The Biggest Loser. They had a TV show here called The Biggest Loser. Why did all those people put the weight back on? Because they wanted to? No, is they never change the subconscious mind. Your brain will always move away from pain and move towards pleasure. How do they lose all that weight? Pleasure or painful? It's all pain. Your body says, I can't wait to get off this, and it's screaming. Even though it liked their final result, why didn't it stay there? And that's the power of your mind. If they had conditioned them properly, they could have had a lot better result. And as, as, a, as a, you see the results of The Biggest Loser, what happened to the results of all those people on there, you know? Okay. Even gastric bypass, 5% are successful. And and that's then that's what the self so that's what the self hypnosis um program will help will help you do. Now what um I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question and then I'll hang up and, and listen over the uh airways, but what about the person who is skeptical about the concept of hypnosis? Uh, well, Mark, skeptical. Okay. I was gonna People say, hold are, on Mark, just for a second, because before you answer that, we're about twenty seconds away from the the commercial you got it so so right, what i want to do is once we come back you can answer stan's question i'll give the number out again if, if anybody wants to ask mark a question so we can make sure that everyone gets the best out of this process so we're going to take this quick break and we'll be right back with truth transforms We're glad you found us. 
This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, before we go on with the show, let me give my brief commercial and then we'll keep going. I want to make sure that everyone knows that this show has a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. My request is that you like the show, uh, write a positive review, give it five stars and share it with other people. The show is also on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. If you're listening through those uh, uh, apps, make sure that you like it, give it a five-star rating, get write a positive review because it helps with the algorithms Get and it helps get the information out there. We have a message that I believe can help transform the world. So let's make sure that we get it out to the world. I need your help. So I'm asking for it. Also, I want to remind you that you can watch the live stream of Christ Universal Temple at uh, cutemple.org, www.cutemple.org, or on our YouTube page, which is CU Temple, the uh, letter CU and the word temple all together. And that's at 10.30 a.m. until 12 at um, Central Time. So check all of that stuff out. Let's make sure that you, you touch base and do what you need to do. And also just be on the lookout because I have a book coming down the pike titled Truth Transforms, and it's going to be really nice. So I'll be posting some more information about that today on my Facebook page. So my guest today is is Mark Usick, and he is a hypnotist and subconscious mind trainer for success. And Mark, before we get back to Stan's second question, I do want to give people an opportunity to know how they can find you and what's going on, you know, as far as your books and your programs. Could you give people the information that they need so if they want to get in contact with you? Yeah, I, that is awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you <laughs> don't expect to do that, but that's awesome. Uh, I have two different websites. A lot of the, a lot of the websites are for one to do a lot of corporate training, speaking, three day events out there. That's successcombination.com, totally different programs. And a lot of people ask for individual programs. They want to, like, the quit smoking, lose weight, better memory, self-confidence, more, you know, you know, get rid of pain, things like that. That's hypnotizememark.com, hypnotizememark.com. And uh, they they can, you know, you can go to hypnotizememark.com. In fact, I, just by going there, being a guest on your program, I, they can. I would love to give them a gift of downloading my free book, creating the life that you want, which will show them different as a gift. Just to download it, have it, uh, share it with your friends, just to show you how your mind works and how you can make some changes for the better. Because there's so many ways we can empower your mind to do so much better instead of getting frustrated start getting results because results are so much more, more better than frustration. I think, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Now you do have an event coming up. I know because I'll be there. So, um, yeah, could yeah, you let people know about your event? <laughs> you have two events coming up, I believe. Yes. I have one in, in Las Vegas coming up February 20th, 21st, 22nd, uh, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And that is, Total transformation. That is a very, very empowering, high energy event. 
what it is, is it shows us that we really teach you about the mind, but I, I, any breakthroughs that you've had, any things that you're stuck with, we break through those, you know. Uh, there's certain patterns and beliefs on your mind that you have and you've kept for a long time, and then they create these illusions in your mind that you can't make change. Well, if, if that's the case, then why are people more successful than other people? Because they learn how to utilize their subconscious mind to empower and inspire them. And that's what this event's about. We do a lot of interventions. Uh, people feel like they're stuck. Uh, we, we deal with a lot, a lot of that. And we, we help them usually takes about 20 minutes. And then their, their life is about freedom, being free and moving forward and, and honoring the time that we have here. The, you know, God didn't create us to be miserable. He created us to learn and to grow and to contribute. Now, along that path, he gives us certain challenges. This is just my belief. I'm not installing anybody else's belief, but, you know, uh, you know my background. And I believe that these problems that we have are gifts. And the only reason why people are in pain you know, is because they haven't got the, the result yet. You know, the whole thing is the only reason people stay in pain is because they haven't got the lesson. The lesson relieves the pain. We are given certain challenges in life, so we learn a lesson. If our life was perfect, how happy would we really be if we had no problems? And from the problems is where we grow, from the challenges. I just got done doing an event. Listen to this. This is You talk about divine intervention. This, he was a military guy for 30 years, Sergeant, one of the highest ranks you know, in, the, in the Marines. And he couldn't stand the fact that he was scrawny and little. He's 5'7", and he weighed 113 pounds. And he just bothered him. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything to, to get that weight up there. And he's a very religious person, you know, very spiritual. And he said he was in Iraq doing some tours, and he had to go to the restroom. He, you know, out there, there's no public bathroom. So he remembers exactly where he was standing, and he went to the bathroom, and then he walked to his Jeep. The Jeep pulled up behind him. The exact footprints he was on that he was using the restroom was an IED, and it blew the Jeep up. If he had weighed any more, any more, he would have been dead. And it was a revelation to him saying, I was given the gift to be this small. God gave me this gift. Why am I arguing? Why don't I be bigger? How come I don't like the rock? And, and it made him so be so grateful for the things we have instead of looking at what we don't have. Uh-huh. You know, we don't have these answers to our prayers because God doesn't want us to have all the answers sometimes. It's a discovery. And and, and it, I just heard him speak about that. And when he talks about it, you could feel the, the gratefulness in his, in his whole energy about, thank God, God made me small. I wouldn't be here. And you think about that, you know? The only well, reason we you. have pain is because we haven't got the lesson. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. That's a powerful story. Uh, and, you know, I think that one of the hardest things for people to accept is accepting accepting themselves as they are and know yeah. that that's blessed, that know that that's powerful and creative. That's definitely a, a, a breakthrough. So, Mark, um, the second part of Stan's question was uh, about mm-hmm. people who are skeptical about hypnotism. And and yes. I, I think this will somewhat go back to your original definition of hypnotism, but that is one of the questions that come up. Well, if I don't believe in this stuff, can it work? 
<laughs> it's it's here's the deal. People put certain identities to certain words. Hypnosis. What does hypnosis mean to me? It means this, this, this. Losing control and all that. Forget about the word hypnosis because I, I don't even I don't even like that word itself because it allows people to be influenced not to believe in something that's happening every day of our life. Whether you believe it or not has nothing to do with it. Does an atheist that doesn't believe in God mean God doesn't exist? If he's an atheist, does that mean he doesn't exist? No, it only doesn't exist for that person. It doesn't remove the fact that, they, that they're still in my belief. I believe we were created by God. That is my belief. I've had that belief. And if an atheist doesn't believe it, does that mean that God doesn't exist? So there's certain things that happen in our life. And think about this. Logically speaking, when you see a hypnotist, it appears as they're putting somebody in this trance-like state and they lose control. Forget about all that. Hypnosis is nothing more than influence and persuasion. Somebody says something to you. You see, feel, hear, experience it, and believe it to be true, and you act upon it. We are influenced every day of our life. Why do people do things in life that they don't want to do to get a result they know they don't want? And you think about this, Gail, and you think about when I grew up, I'm 56 years old. When I grew up, we had a video game called Pong. You know, it was a very fun, innocent game. What's going on with this world today? The TV programs, they even call them programs, TV programs. They're programming our families and children. The news is programming us to what? To love or to hate because they know they can get better results by stirring people's emotion up. So they, they, what they're doing is they're conditioning our youth and even our adults that negative stuff's out there. And, and drawing us away. They, now, now we have to take the word God out of you know, uh, the, the Pledge of Allegiance. We have, what, really? What, what, why? Because they want to control us. The ultimate, you talk about hypnosis. Look at the government and what it's done. So not believing in it, I want you to get the idea out of your mind is whether I'm susceptible or not. Everybody's susceptible. It's not hard to hypnotize you. It's hard to wake you up from the things you do every day of your life. Hypnosis is about you taking control of your own life. Then now, for a stage show, I don't even go in a state of relaxation where I can't be hypnotized to, to do those silly things. Does that mean it doesn't exist for me? I use hypnosis. I have to go twice a week into the doctor. In fact, when I'm done with this interview, I even told you I have to go to my doctor for an IV because I have blocked arteries. So I get a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour IV to clean out my arteries. I have to, before every time I get that needle, I don't like needles. I have to put myself in that relaxed state and go, you know what? Boom, focus on something else to distract the fact that it's a simple, tiny needle. It's no big deal. But our imagination, our illusion builds it up to bigger than it really is. And it's, we're hypnotizing ourselves to either slow us down and, and say what's real or build it up. Somebody skydives. We're doing an event where we, 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 we come in and we skydive, we river up, and people are like, I'm not skydiving. There's no way I'm skydiving. I said, have you ever done it? No. no. Are you afraid of it? Yes. How are you afraid of something you've never done? You're not afraid of skydiving. You created the illusion of what it's going to mean to you in the future. 
and then you anticipate it and you, and you build up that emotion in the present moment. It's like, well, yes. how are you afraid of something you've never done? Because of the illusion of our mind. And it yes. creates that. Yes. I, I have people I know who won't get on airplanes. They have created the illusion that flying makes them ill or flying is dangerous and et cetera. I'm like, you know, actually flying is actually safer than driving on the highway. But it's it's but the belief yeah. will create an emotional reaction. So it's for them they can't get on an airplane. So but I I want to I want to um, focus on a statement you made uh, a moment ago where you said really it's about waking up. And when you said that statement, I started to think about the movie The Matrix. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. the movie or seen it, but um, there's a part in the movie where uh, the 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 mentor character Morpheus says to Neo, you know, you can take the red pill or the blue pill, and when you take the proper pill, you wake up from the hypnotism. What you thought was real wasn't real. I, I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with the movie and that scene or not, but it, it really uh, came to me that we're all walking around with a level of psychological uh, delusion and illusion that we believe is really our true identity and from my perspective and how I teach you know new thought and metaphysics etc my belief is our true identity has nothing to do with these beliefs <laughs> it's the power that's behind it it's the essence that's behind it yeah 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 because you said we believe you know you created a belief that flying is you didn't create the belief right you created an illusion right and the illusion supported the belief because Think about this. Who's in charge of our mind? We are. Right. Who's in charge of what things mean to us? We are. Then why do we stay stuck in the past? It's your brain is always based on survival. It's not designed for you to be happy or successful. It's based on you to survive. So in our past, we have survived certain things. So it goes back to that. That's why we're always in conflict with our conscious and subconscious. So think about this. Now, here's what's interesting, and this is what you're going to learn in a couple of weeks at the, at the Total Transformation Vegas. If our life created by beliefs, which really is a link of nothing more than an illusion of what we believe to be real, could we believe anything we wanted and create that pattern to get the result we want? So if I believe that I can create even more wealth and contribute even more, and I surround myself with successful people, and I join these, these, these masterminds, and I start saying, okay, who else can I share my vision with? Am I going to attract those people into my life that will give me that opportunity? And if I truly believe that, I don't know, I can't do it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to attract it. But yes. if you go, well, I don't know if I will. I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody successful. Well, I, don't, I don't know. What you're going to do is you're going to believe that. So what happened? What if you forgot to believe things that were negative in your life, in your past? You just forgot about them. And you didn't even remember. But you only remembered the things that made you more successful and happy and contribute. If that's all you remembered, what would your actions be? And from our actions creates results. Yes. Yes. It makes a difference. You know what you bring up. We didn't get a chance to chit chat as much as I would have liked at the last uh, seminar. But 
when um, I'm 47, and when I was 20 years old, I almost died of asthma. I was in the hospital for almost five days, and I just got gotten um, aware or became aware of you know uh, new thought metaphysics, etc. Uh, my mom brought me to this church that taught it, and I can remember being in the hospital. And I, you know, I got there like 10 minutes before it was too late, literally, no exaggeration, based upon what the doctors told me, because I didn't have the lung capacity to blow out the tester more than a quarter, not even a quarter of an inch. Oh, wow. And, wow. Uh, but I, I just started learning about this material. Uh, Les Brown is a, actually was originally a minister from my church and he became a motivational speaker. So she gave me this tape. Then she gave me the tape of the founder, Johnny Coleman, who had a miraculous healing experience. So, Mark, I was a 20-year-old guy in the hospital bed with these two books for a class that I was supposed to start. I've been coming to the to the church for three weeks, and I remember telling to my mother, who was rightfully so panicking, she was so stressed, and I just said to her, Mom, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want to, and I when I got out and uh, a week and a half later, I showed up and I bought every book on um, the mind and metaphysics that I could find and pay for. And I started my process and I memorized certain statements that I would say to myself all the time. You know, one of them was, you know, God is my help in every need. God is my every hunger feed. God walks beside me, guides my way through every moment of the day. And now I'm wise and now I'm true, patient, kind and loving too. All things I am can do and be through Christ, the truth that is in me. God is my health. I can't be sick. God is my strength, unfailing, quick. God is my all. I know no fear since God, love, and truth are here. Now, I memorized that in 93. I would say it all the time, write, wrote prayers on cars. I studied. I visualized. I meditated. And within no exaggeration, that was January of 93, um, I was completely healed by May. Like, no mm -hmm. No inhalers. I was on two inhalers and uh, large pills. And this is a very abridged version of this story. But as you're talking about, what if you don't accept that you have to have it? What could happen? And I believe that statement that I made to my mom in the hospital when I said, Ma, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want it, literally mm -hmm. was the paradigm shift for my whole life. Because according to what yeah. the doctors were telling me, I was going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life, two inhalers and medicine, because of the damage to my lungs. So what you're saying is is ringing so true to me because I lived it. And, and, I, and I, I just want to thank you for sharing it from that perspective. Well, you think about that. You had a choice in that moment. You had a choice to believe one of two things, the doctors or your faith and guidance. Not that your faith would have been disrupted, but the belief of what your body would have conditioned it to believe would have happened. Because if you believe the doctors, how many times have you heard somebody go into cancer and they go in, they didn't know how to, and the doctors, you got three or four you know, months to live and they die. Mm -hmm. Right? They yes. said a belief. They, they have this belief. You're, think of the Indian. My my family has Native American Indians. They have certain strong beliefs in their life. One of the beliefs were, I still remember this to this day, and I, I respect all beliefs because I believe God put us here 
so we can learn. You know why there's more than one tree and not the same exact tree? Why there's more than one fish? Why there's more than one animal? Is so we can learn from all these. Uh-huh. And and that's I believe that we're supposed to learn. And that, you know what, we're designed, our faith is brought to us because that's the best way we can serve in this world. As long as we don't refuse the faith, we accept it and go, how can I honor and respect and grow closer to you? Is it by serving this way or this way? And you think about that the belief that you have is created and given to us for a reason. And the placebo effect, you know, is really... A lot of it, why is 30% placebo effect real? Because we're, if you think about we're made in God's image and likeness, I believe that. Well, he's ultimately powerful. He gives us an opportunity to have a small, tiny bit of that conditioning if we accept it. And can you, can you stop things like cancer and things like that? I'm not a doctor. But I know, I know one thing, Galen, that my sister had a brain tumor, and you know what? She was given a 5% chance to live. Now, she does have an advantage having her brother as a, you know, a, a coach, and she's been to all the, you know, the Tony Robbins and all that. And here's what her attitude was. She went in on a Friday, and they said emergency surgery on Monday. And she went in, and she says, yeah, I'm okay. Just if something happens to me, take care of my kids. You know, I know I'm in good hands, and, and her faith was strong. And, and calm as can be. Why Why is that? It's because, you know what, she had enough belief in herself to say, hey, if my time on this earth is served well and I have done my duty and my purpose, then guess what? I'm okay with that. But if there's still more you want me to do, I'm okay with that. And she didn't buy into we have a 5% chance to live. She beat it. Two years later, it came back. We all flew out there. I remember it was September, and they did all these MRIs. The day before, they're getting ready to wheel her, and they go, we've got to do one more MRI. We always have to do that. It was gone. It was gone. I don't know what happened to it. They can't find it. They had five doctors looking at it, and they could not find this tumor, and it's never been back since. What? What is that about? You know? Yes. And doctors, here's what – not all doctors. I just, I'm just so you know. Some doctors believe – we can't explain it because it's not medically – it doesn't make medical sense. So, you know, well, what happened? Why can't you say – you know, sometimes people just have a belief that they're not accepting that that cancer is by them. I'm not accepting that I'm, I'm overweight. I'm not accepting that I'm a smoker. I'm a non-smoker. I have to do something. I'm not accepting that I have a bad memory. If you, what you accept to believe to be true is true for you. Yes, yes, yes. And I've found that to be absolutely true. Excuse me, I didn't mean to cut you off. You never had asthma. You just had a a situation that looked like asthma, but you didn't accept that. So did the asthma go away? Was it ever there? Was there a symptom that it could have been there? But that was, was, you know what? Maybe that's why your faith is so strong. Maybe God said, I need to do something to, to really get him to believe. I'm going to put him in this situation. So one, he'll appreciate me. Mom will love me. And then I can give him some direction because I need him to serve for a purpose. So I've got to give him this gift of called asthma. I've got to put him in a hospital, you know, and he's probably up there giggling a little bit. He thinks he's going to die. Let me give him some books to read. Let me, now, let me tempt him. Let me tell him that the doctor is going to believe this. But I'm going to show him, you know, with your faith, you can overcome anything. Maybe that was the truth. 
Maybe well, there's I, a reason you had to go through there to be the man you are today. And because you accepted that and you're about growth, contribution, and purpose in life, that you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Well, I believe, I believe at a very deep level that that situation was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'll t- I've been saying that for 20 plus years, that without that situation, I would have not, I wouldn't have pressed myself to grow at the level where I can say that there is no asthma in God and there's no asthma in me. And that'd be my actual statement. But we have about less than two minutes left, Mark. So I want to, Ooh. yeah, we, we've been flowing, man. We've been flowing. Man, it's like a jazz session. Fast. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, w- I want to give you an opportunity yet again to tell people how to get in contact with you and about your event in Las Vegas and Orlando before we close. Well, yeah, we're it's not going to be Orlando; it's going to be Fort Lauderdale, Miami, okay? Because okay. We, we're doing more events there, but that's going to be in April 24, 25, 23, 24, 25 in Miami. And then we're coming up with one, and you can go to successcombination.com, and there's for those that register now, they they're going to get several thousand dollars in, in gifts as well. It is a thousand dollars, but they get to bring a gift, uh, a, another guest as well. Uh, and if they would like to just go to hypnotizememark.com hypnotizememark.com, you can see all the individual different programs that you can. Download for twenty dollars, and you get a free my free book. I always want to give people something as a gift because your time is valuable, and and I would love to to enlighten you to say, hey, this is the path I'd like to learn about about my mind and how it's programmed, so we can move forward. So, and and you know my podcast is I love it. Get your mind set. It's about setting your mind up right. You know, get it set. Be in control of who you are and want to be, so nobody can control your destination but you. Beautiful, beautiful. I want to thank you again, Mark, for coming on the show. You know, this has been absolutely beautiful. You know, we're going to have to get you back on because I feel as though, like, I'm just starting to ask you questions. So we'll have to do something down the line. Maybe we'll chit-chat about it in a few weeks, to, you know, to come back on um, and um, continue to help and support the listeners. Thank you so much. Listeners, we'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.